Welcome, Welcome to, to the Dina, Dina and Greg, Greg Show. Show, Season 6! I'm here with Greg Potter. And I'm here with Dina Nina Martinez. And you're so lucky because today we're going to talk about... Penis shirts! How we've matured... Runaway cows... Doorbell liquors... And aliens. Oh. You're in for it. You're in for a ride, the ride of your life. On a spaceship. Or a flash of light. Oh, heaven. With a probe. Flashing. Flashing with a probe. I'm sorry now. Let's go into our first segment. My favorite condiment, ketchup. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is now called the blank in Greg show. Uh, I'm not blank. I don't know what that was. Ketchup. If we were in South Africa, it'd be tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. <laughs> it's just fair. So, Dina, what's been going on with you today? What's happening? Oh, what's, or yesterday or this week or your <laughs> life? Tell us. I mean, today, this week was, today was very boring. Uh, I got up and I took the dogs out. And then, like, Toby, which is my roommate's dog for you guys, um, wanted to walk forever. And I was like, I've got a meeting. I've got a meeting. I've got a meeting. And, uh, yeah, so really boring. How about you? Um, I had book club today. You had book. This every time you tell me that you had book club, it cracks me up because I'm like book club. It's such a unique, fun book club here in Madison too. It's got a really great group of people, but that's not really what I want to what I want to tell you about. So I've been dealing as you can he- listen, listeners, <laughs> listen, listeners. As you can hear, you can tell that I'm stuffed up. So I've been dealing with this. I had a cold earlier this week, and I'm just congested. So I decided to go to the gym. This is all leading to a very important part. I'm I'm so excited. So I texted Dina as I was on my way to the studio that there are a lot of crazy people. But I have a reason why I text you that today. It is like National Crazy Day. So I'm at the gym because I'm like, (laughs) okay, I've got to get this stuff moving. Like, I haven't been to the gym in two days. I'm going to go. And I noticed that there's this guy on the Stairmaster. Well, not the the stairs. The big machine with the stairs. The stair stepper machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got his sunglasses on inside. Like, and not just like sunglasses. Like, they are like 1993 Aviator with that like green tint <laughs> sunglasses. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like police officer. Yeah, but like even like, they, I mean, they look like the hippie, stereotypical hippie. Like, and he just, he was not dressed to be at the gym, but so I got into the locker room and I was going to, you know. Who's to say what is dressed to be at the gym though? I mean. Right. But I mean, there are signs. I mean, (laughs) one thing is just common sense. You don't wear your sunglasses in the gym. You know, like that could, injury could happen. Whatever. (laughs) I digress. So I'm in the locker room and he comes, his locker's next to mine. And I'm thinking to myself. Oh my God, this crazy's here. Oh, but he's still kind of hot. And he goes, that's what she said. And I was like, oh fuck, can he read my mind? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm now nervous that this crazy guy could totally read my mind as I was still undressing him. With your, with your mind. With my mind. (laughs) So that's what's going on with me today. That's weird. I know, but totally like... It was one of those moments where I was like, oh, my gosh, this person can read my mind. <laughs> you, So I feel like you have more of an interesting life than I do at this point in time. Because <laughs> my interesting is, oh, I made vegan chili last night. Well, I mean, you are making a purse. I am making a purse. You're such a good Midwest housewife. I am. <laughs> Without the husband. Aww. I guess that brings us. Let's, I mean, we're we're going to show you this purse online at some point. Yeah. You've got to see it. It's amazing. And of course, it's got skulls on it. But it is coming out to be, Dina, it's not necessarily a purse. It's almost like a tote bag. <laughs> so I made just a canvas tote bag, but the canvas tote bag is just a canvas tote bag. But this is quilted. Like I quilted <laughs> 
It's quilted and it's like it's like a big mama bag. If Mary Poppins <laughs> smoked pot and was a little edgy, this would be her bag. <laughs> I am Mary it's... Poppins that smokes pot and and is a little edgy. That's pretty much the, my description. That's my new bio. <laughs> Super fragile, fra- fragilistic expiation. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Edgy. I can't remember all the words. Edgy? <laughs> Edgy Mary Poppins. I feel like you'd have a gang. Like like the pink ladies in Greece. Edgy Mary Poppinses. The Aesop Poppins. Oh, uh, maybe we might have crossed the line there. <laughs> yeah. This wine is delicious, by I'm the way. I'm glad you're drinking it. I mean, why not? <laughs> we are sponsored by really cheap wine today. Tisdale. 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 Can we say Tisdale? Dino doesn't drink anymore, by the way. I, but we'll get into that later. When yes, we, we'll get into for that. For our topic today. We'll clarify that a little bit further. <laughs> I know. Everyone's waiting. They're clutching their pearls. They're waiting with bated breath. breath. <laughs> Is that... Are you caught up? Is that the... I mean, this this show is really about you and me anyway, so... Uh, yeah. I mean, does that... I that, mean, that's the intro for the now. the listeners an idea of where we're at right now. Yeah, kind of. And now, Greg, this is your favorite segment. I'm getting to know the segment still. <laughs> is that really news? 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 That's the segment, if you didn't notice. <laughs> so, your first topic, the first one that you showed me, was that for Sososhi, though? No, this was for Is That Really News? Okay. So, uh, Greg's going to start us off with his uh, Is That Really News? Yes. Well, there was an article. A man allegedly from BuzzFeed. From BuzzFeed. From BuzzFeed? A man allegedly killed his brother with a four-foot sword because he thought he was a lizard person. My question is, do lizard people really exist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he was probably on bath salts. Yeah, right? Like, who's still doing bath salts? I thought everyone does Tide Pods these days. They do Tide Pods and bath salts. Bath salts are like the crack of over-the-counter products that you can use as drugs. You think that's news? What's your answer? Uh, it's not news. It's it's kind of news. I mean, it is because and... I know, but okay. I think it should have just been left at man kills his brother with a sword. It doesn't have to be a four foot sword. But you do have to say that because he thought there's got to be a reason. I think it's news. I think it's newsworthy at okay. least. <laughs> um, next on is that really news? Calcott on I-80 recovering an animal sanctuary. Oh! <laughs> yeah, so in New Jersey, this is from the AP. In New Jersey, there uh, a cow fell off of a cattle transport trailer from the second floor. And uh, she got uh, lacerations on her and was, you know a little beaten up but they were chasing her down the freeway the cops were chasing her down the freeway so she gets to go to an animal sanctuary and the great thing about it is if when she if she recovers i'm gonna pray for this cow right now like if she recovers she gets to stay in that animal um sanctuary for the rest of her life do you know why that's a good thing why because she was going to be food Oh, she was going to be food. They were taking her to a slaughterhouse and that bitch was like, hell no, I'm getting out. I'm running. I'm going to go to a sanctuary or something. (laughs) If I die on the road, at least they probably won't eat me because I'm not in Arkansas. But (laughs) oh, bestie, bestie. But I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to the animal sanctuary in the sky. Bestie's on the freeway, (laughs) y'all. Is that news? It is. It, yeah. I think it is. <laughs> because Wisconsin. Yes. But I mean, just, uh, I mean, the cow disrupted the traffic. You know, that's news. Like that, at some point, that was news. I don't know if it's now. It's a good story, is what it I is. I mean, it's better than some of the news that we, you know, are forced to digest <laughs> on a daily basis. But my question is 
if I fall off a two-story trailer, will you bring me to a sanctuary? <laughs> I'll bring you to the home for the formerly famous that I'll be in. Actually, I'll have my people bring you to the home for the formerly famous. But I'm your people. How does that work? I got to drive myself. So Christine will bring you... <laughs> To the home for the formerly famous where I'm staying. You'll have a bed next to mine. I don't get my own room? No. Why not? Bitch, we are life partners. (laughs) You don't know me. Okay. The next thing The next thing I've got is in the UK, a woman wore... How do I get out of this? A woman wore a jacket. And and this jacket, it looked like a penis. Ooh. Um, and it was the way that the cut was perfectly like the testicles are around her neck, and then the the shaft goes down to her cleavage. So this is a visual. Is that really news? And I mean, and the uh, the the. Uh, Headline actually says, newsreader mocked for wearing penis jackets on TV. People can't, people can't unsee it. (laughs) Who doesn't want to wear a penis jacket? Right? We'll post it. Don't worry. We'll post it for you. (laughs) You'll get the visual. But, well, then I just got thinking about when I saw this. First of all, I don't think this is news. Okay. I don't think it is either. But it's funny. It is noteworthy. (laughs) But then it got me thinking, who would ever have a penis on their clothes? Like an actual penis. And Etsy has has a person who puts penises on articles of clothing. Etsy. So remember years ago when I wanted a booby sweater? Yes. They make sweaters that have the family jewels. The dick and balls. At the for men or whoever wants to, whoever wants. I've been trying to get rid of one. Um, so still, ten years later, I'm still wanting a vagina. Um, <laughs> that GoFundMe sucked. Uh, is that news or newsworthy or noteworthy? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, who doesn't want me? I don't want them. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? Next is. Paris's first nude restaurant closes for lack of business. I know. I I found it really exciting that somebody wanted to start a restaurant where people could come in and just be naked and eat. Because I'm naked and eat all the time by myself. Uh, So are you (laughs) starting a restaurant in your bed? (laughs) Pretty much. That sounds like a brothel. Except nobody serves me. I'm there with myself. Would you call it splosherific? <laughs> splosherific. It would be splosherific. Um, I this reminds me of something that I heard at lunch at book club today. Lunch at book club. That um, should be a segment, right? We were talking about uh, pl- weird places in Madison that came about, and did you know that there was call a place called the Snuggle House for a little while? Yes, I did. It's I watched the news article on it, and it's creepy. Uh, so, I mean, I love cuddling. I think yeah. cuddling is a great thing, but I don't know how to turn it into a lucrative business. Well, apparently they didn't either. Um, <laughs> in other cities, there are like Snuggle Houses. I also have been really... There was a point in, when I was living in Chicago where things were really dire, and I was like... What I would do to just have somebody come over and snuggle, <laughs> like you know, we like, all get to that point, Dina. You so, know? but the snuggling part. This is the problem: is if you're snuggling with a man, there's going to be a Me Too story. <laughs> so, Me Too stories coming from snuggle houses all over the world. Like it's just like I just get worried. Like it's somebody's going to get an erection, and it's probably not going to be me. Well. <laughs> Well, I snuggle houses. I I'm a big cuddler. Like I love to cuddle. And so one time I happened to be on a on an app that we won't on a cuddle cuddle app. No, on an app that we won't name the name of Grinder, um, in Cape Town. And I I just put on there. I was just like, I just want to cuddle. Like I just it was rainy. I wanted to watch a movie, and want to cuddle. And so someone said they told me where I could find someone to cuddle, and it was. 
not a cuddle house. It was a bathhouse. I'm not. And I have not seen anyone cuddle in a bathhouse. <laughs> Nobody cuddles in a bathhouse. <laughs> I still have not been to one. Really? Um, you know, so, think, you think in, in Cape Town by now, I would. Like, my friends would try to get me to go. Anyway. I mean, yeah. So Too many stories. Going back is, is this news or not? I would say the Paris, yeah, because like that was a new entrepreneurial venture. And so reading deep into it, it was called Au Naturel, um, which is so. <laughs> was it really? It was called Au Naturel. Um, and so there are curtains in the windows, but it looks like a really cute restaurant. It looked like the food looked really great, but you can't have your camera in there. So you can't food porn because you'll get somebody's dick in there and you'll be like, oh, God, report. <laughs> is that a banana splat? <laughs> Oh, no, it's not. Oh, sweetie. Oh, Helen. Do not show me those pictures from your vacation to Perry. Your social media account would be suspended for improper. I'm like, it's just my food. I didn't know somebody's dick was in my picture with my. Anyway, so, um, but the staff. Sweetie, it's just a phone. (laughs) I think this, from what my understanding was, the staff were, uh, had to wear clothes, obviously, for. Uh, sanitary and at least a hair work tie. purposes, right? <laughs> at least a hair tie. So, but they're closing, and I think it's newsworthy because that was something I'm glad I I'm glad I heard today. Um, I don't think it's newsworthy. Okay, but I'm sad that they're closing as a fellow entrepreneur. <laughs> Me too. Um, I guess the final one is. Do you want to read the title? No, I'm going to let you read that. Because it goes so along with what I want to ask you about later. Oh, God. I'm scared. So, former manager of the DOD Aerospace Threat Program says UFOs are real. So, I'm reading through the article. He quit. And the interview was like a day or two after he quit the DOD. And he was like, there are... um, The threats that are unidentified aerial... Uh, objects it, it didn't say objects but unidentified aerial threats um that our government has been apparently preparing for and you know trying to find ways to combat it um from what they said everything that's come this way has not been th- a threat necessarily but there's always the potential and they took it from they kind of took it at the angle of let's be prepared for the worst and assume that they're going to be mean um, if they're if they're actual extraterrestrial people like beings. Let's assume they're <laughs> going to be mean um, and hostile, unless otherwise <laughs> otherwise notified. I don't even know what to say to that. I, <laughs> is that of me? I don't. You were saying okay. Um, so yeah, is that news? I mean, the variable is if there are extraterrestrials there, then that is news. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, so what they're doing is they're starting – there's a school, Shoot for the Stars school or something like that that they're doing. And um, he's going to be teaching or doing stuff there. And so he talked about there being – what's the opposite of confidential when they're – release documents that are unclassified documents that are going to be coming out that kind of prove it. And I've heard that over and over again, that documents that are going to be declassified that are going to prove that uh, alien extraterrestrial beings exist. Um, I have not seen them. But given that the uh, one of the big Canadian high-ups was on like a, a UFO panel and then that DOD of the United States director guy that just quit um, are saying these things. There's got to be some credibility. What in it. was his actual title? Because this <clears throat> says just former manager. He could have been manager of of. He is the. Uh, oh wait, never mind. Former high level official. So he could okay. Um, I was like, and former deputy assistant secretary of defense. For intelligence. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. This is what it, it's a very long. Um, so they're looking at the potential of a threat and that the DOD has that's already in place. 
which does not surprise me at all. Listeners, this is going to come back up in about 15 minutes, so just warning you. Also, uh, the last thing. So was that news? You said possibly. Possibly. I mean, there's a huge variable there that we can't, you know. There is. But it was on on the internet, so why wouldn't you believe it, right? (laughs) It was actually in HuffPost, and they have a good record of, don't they? I don't know. Whatever. Um, uh, On... NBC News, One another thing that I found really cool and interesting, transgender pride flag is hung in Congress by Representative Jennifer Wexton, uh, who is of the 10th District of Virginia. She said she hung it in honor of her trans friends and family. I love Jennifer Wexton. Yes. I mean, she kicked what's-his-face out of there. Right, finally. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yay, that's totally news. Yes, that's news, and it's very exciting. So, there's one more I want I want to tackle. Um, this has been a really interesting one, and it's been something that I've seen a lot of. And it is security camera catches prowling suspect licking doorbell for three hours. Did you hear about this? No, I did not. So apparently in Salinas, California, there is some dude that... <laughs> I just had to look at it one more time. What the heck? Right. So, uh, you, Greg, you can see the video right now. But so this lady... The family were out of town, right? And this guy just came up to a doorbell, positioned his face for the camera, and started licking the doorbell. Oh my gosh, he knows the camera's there. He knows the camera's there. And I'm like, I wish he would lick my doorbell like that. I mean, he's cute. Like, what? What? That's weird. That is so weird. Is that really news? Oh, no, that's not news. It's a weird fetish. (laughs) That's a fetish. That's what we call that. It's not news, but it's a fetish. And that has been Is That Really News? Is that really news? news? And today the rant is brought to you by Greg Potter. I don't understand Pinterest anymore. What is Pinterest here for? Why did it ever get involved? It created. I get it. You like your buses. My stepmom loves. (laughs) to reclaim shit whatever but pinterest it's just here's what set me off about pinterest i'm getting ready to to put together this microaggressions workshop and so i was doing some searching and um on pinterest came this amazing pinterest page of all these images of different microaggression workshops and different like resources that I could use. They were just images. They weren't links. They weren't nothing. Nothing was so. They weren't nothing. <laughs> they weren't nothing. So why is why are people still Pinterest? Why? Why Pinterest? Why? It's just a waste of time. You're just pinning stuff. You're you're pinning your interests. Pinterest. Whoop de doo. I use it for looking to, for inspiration where I post my pictures of the bus. I want a school bus, you guys. This is a new thing. We'll, maybe we'll talk about that later. But I want a school bus and I want to make it into a house, right? And so I pen a lot of pictures and there are a lot of links with those that give me the option to or that allow me to go research things. So, And then for people that are planning weddings or whatever it's a good place to put the things that you like and it's a good way to find ideas so i understand for there's also the thing called bookmarks that you can just bookmark these links in a folder on your web browser i mean is that did they just start doing that a collage i mean so many other ways than adding another social media platform I like Pinterest, so I prefer to follow Matt Balasai on this one and just be like, um, "That shit should have been claimed." That's your rant. <laughs> They'll be better lit in the future, but that's just my immediate rant. I love it. And finally, before we get to the meat of the stuff, it's so so she, where we go through the top social media posts that we like a lot or the things that we're really fond of. This is much more a Dina Martinez segment, but I'm still going to participate. It is a good segment. (laughs) You had your rant. Okay, so uh, Instagram. Our Lady J, if you guys don't know who she is, she's a trans woman. She's an artist. uh, She's a musician. But she's also a writer and producer on the FX series Pose, which, Greg, you haven't seen, which I'm so disappointed with. 
Sorry. Oh, my God. It is so good. And what Pose does is it kind of follows the 1980s ballroom scene. So it really, uh, the main characters are trans and they're uh, played by trans actors. And it's just, it's pretty stunning. Pretty, really amazing. Pretty, really amazing. Um, so Our Lady J was, uh, of course, Pose was nominated for a Golden Globe. And she was just at the Golden Globes. She had this gorgeous green dress that was just like ridiculous and it had this like big collar thing that popped out and and most of you think that i'm still into fashion i i'm wearing jeans and cut t-shirts um on a consistent basis and really low flat um shoes uh but don't forget about the bandana (laughs) and the bandana but the uh the dress that she was wearing was really sexy and really i thought it was beautiful and you saw it. It was gorgeous. I, the dress yeah. was gorgeous. Was it the top dress of the night? Probably not. But it was a gorgeous dress, and it looked good on her. Exactly. So she was in the news um, in L.A. Times and was voted one of the worst dressed of the Golden Globe Awards. Like, really? How? Um, so we'll. I'll, I'll try to share this on our Instagram, but... Uh, she said, Our Lady J said, thank you, and I don't know how to say this, official KSMO, uh, for body shaming me in the LA Times on a night celebrating the talent of my mind. It's not my first time on the worst dress list, so I'm not at home crying, but I am angry that you didn't understand the fact that top designers don't make clothes for my body. I am a 6'2 trans woman who weighs a healthy 225. This was one of eight gowns in the entirety of Los Angeles that fits my body, and I chose it because it fit my body. I think it's beautiful, but yes, I would love to have the option to wear the dresses that are on your best list. When you judge women for what they're wearing, you're not only judging the fabric on their bodies, you are judging their actual bodies, the medical history of their bodies, and the emotional struggle they have with their bodies because of misogynistic articles like this. This is tabloid trash and has no place on a reputable reputable publication like LA Times. I agree. (laughs) I agree completely. There's nothing, you know, nothing I can add to that or... Say, especially as a white male. <laughs> I, <laughs> thank you for knowing your place. Um, I just find it so, like, it was so inspiring to see someone who is trans and being really vocal and really taking that stance and, and doing it in such a really great way. Well, how do you see this? How how does this turn into a larger situ or a larger outcome? Do we just stop making a best and worst dress list? Do we just make a best? Do we still have the worst? Because you know we love watching the bad dresses. Oh, I do. But the, how do is it? Do we train ourselves on how we select the worst dress, or you know how does that turn out? How do you see? Oh, that? this is a greater social issue. <laughs> I don't. I don't know because I really do love seeing the people that are horribly dressed. But it's always women on those lists it's very rarely men because they wear you know pretty much one thing so it's always women they don't always i mean the men this year at the golden globes really pulled out some crazy fun outfits but but it's always women and she's a trans person yes she's 6'2 she's 225 but 225 on 6'2 looks a whole lot different than 225 does on me and her body is thin like she is not Gertie wanted to weigh in on that, right, Gertie? Um, she is not a plus size woman. She is she's curvy. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous, and she's thin. So this, like, that was so frustrating to to see that. And it's also like this plays into a lot more that we can talk about: ageism, sexism, uh, sizeism, uh, colorism, racism. That's all in. The and media, like it's just it's very pervasive, and we're being a lot more aware of it, and we're trying. I think, as far as like the worst dress thing, like I don't know what. Why are we still objectifying women's bodies over and over again, and what they're wearing? That's pretty much it. Although, don't get me wrong, I love a sexy dress. 
But I love a, I love an ugly dress too. Right. There's a point though that the because the dress is the art. Mm-hmm. So an artist make it made it. So if there's a way to judge it that's not when it's not on a body, then you know just like we would judge a piece of art in the gallery, mm-hmm. you know there's got it because there's still the artistic merit to that that needs to somehow be removed from when it gets in the gray area of the woman or man who's wearing mm-hmm. wearing that article of clothing. Yeah. I don't know. Where so, do we go? Where, what are your suggestions, Dean and Greg Show listeners? Oh, it's been exciting. It's exciting to say that again, isn't it? It is. It is. Excellent. Uh, my next so-so-she is from Sarah Allo from uh, Chicago. She's in she and two other people created this web series. It's a micro series called Menace that's on um, Instagram, and it's so good. Anyway, she tweeted, and this is like just more of an inspirational tweet today. Um, I don't know how I had to say it, why I had to say it in that. Inspirational, inspirational tweet. tweet today. Inspirational tweet. Ah! <laughs> and it's get a Betty Boop. <laughs> She said, you're not just enough. You're just the right amount. I like that. I feel like that's something you would say anyway. I always say, uh, I'm not too much. I'm more than enough. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you do. I do say that. Um, One of the... uh, So, another one is... So it was the Golden Globes, and there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of social media right now about the Golden Globes. So on the Golden Globe account, on Twitter account, they posted some many videos, and there were two that really elicited a response from me. So one is of Taraji P. Henson from Empire and Gina Rodriguez from... Um, Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. But also, so, her new movie coming out looks amazing! I, anyway. It does, doesn't it? So... Their dresses are stupid because they are like, they are like just cut down to above their navels, and so it's just they're like gorgeous. It, they dresses are, so, are gorgeous, like right? they are owning it. And plus, uh, because a lot of people didn't eat that much during that whole night, they're and drunk. They, they're drunk, um, and they are just so funny together, and they're just like. Being like, oh, Taraji was like, she's a sister. She could be a sister from another Mister. And I was just like, what? <laughs> it's hilarious. It's the, a very fun one. Speaking of drunk, though, this is the one that got me. Patricia Clarkson talking about how her Golden Globe weighs more than she does, and she hasn't eaten in fourteen hours. First of all, I hate her for saying that. But second of all, I'm drunk. <laughs> I love her so much. I do too, and that was just so great. Sharp objects. Oh my gosh, isn't that why she won? Yes, Which, I think yeah. so. Oh my gosh, her and Amy Adams. <sighs> anyway, all right. Next on Soshi is my favorite thing that's happening on Facebook right now are people checking in safe, marking themselves safe from the non-existent southern border crisis. <laughs> Have you seen those going around? I have. And, well, the first one, our friend Patty totally posted. I was like, what is this? And then I all of a sudden started seeing more and more people. So I'm glad everyone's safe. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Although some of us aren't. Oh. Or, uh, well, I, I mean, we are, but it's just horrible. Okay. The next thing is um, Lady Gaga uh, went on to, took to Twitter to apologize for working with R. Kelly And uh, she said, I stand by anyone who has ever been a victim of sexual assault. And then she posted an image um, that talked about uh, the song, Do What You Want With My Body. They're taking it off all the, um, like, often uh, iTunes and everywhere. They're they're removing it from everything. But my question on this is, why did it take this long? Why that... that that because it's not just her christina aguilera worked on that song mm-hmm. too and that song should i remember listening to it for the first time thinking first of all these two women who are so like po- sex positive like very sensual they're they know their identities they are so out there they're strong beautiful independent brilliant women why are they working on this with r kelly so the song got released and mm-hmm. no one even brought it up in any 
like did it have to take the me too movement because this was three years before me too even mm-hmm. like i mean really became to the yeah. top of the level because me too really has been has a good history but anyway that's she she did say that uh she she mentioned working with him and she mentioned being a, a victim of sexual sex sexual abuse and she still hadn't really dealt with it so she didn't really think about it but he was alleged sexual assailant way before they even worked on that together so i'm not i'm not saying that she shouldn't i don't know i don't know what I, what i'm saying but i do know that why did it take so long for people period to be like i'm not working with r kelly now why did it take that long? Why did it take the Me Too movement to get people to not work with somebody who is already accused of pedophilia and, you know, and sexual assault? Like, why did it take that? Why did it take this time? There's always one time that pushes everybody over the limit. But I accept her apology and I find it uh, refreshing that she's she made a choice to be like, I'm taking this off the air or taking this off, you know platforms and and uh apologizing and distancing myself from that but the truth of the whole matter is that he's been a victimizer for a lot longer than just oh last week also when is christina aguilera bring this up too because again yeah but i mean this was lady gaga's song and christina aguilera sang on it she participated in it just as just but, the same as every yeah, sound but, uh, producer and every, like, but they were the celebrities on this song, mm-hmm. and uh, the average Joe does not know that she just sang on it that she was involved, and so. But she only, I mean, because Lady Gaga did a version on her, a solo version with it of it, and then later they released a duet. I don't know. I, I just the whole situation is so gross and disgusting, and I hate that. Anyway, on a much lighter note with social media, my who I'm beyond obsessed with more than ever, and I've always been obsessed with her, but lately it's been even more is Tracy Ellis Ross's Instagram. Do you ever watch it? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. I'm addicted to it. She is so crazy and so fun and I just want to be her best friend always. Right. And so positive and so uh, like like justice social justice like in your face and i just think that's so incredible today she just did this whole and she never she looks fierce majority of the time but she happily will get out there and just look like wrecked and today she did this one video of her uh looking editorial-ish and basically she just crawled out of bed and her hair is up in this big bun on top of her head with her glasses in her pajamas and it's hilarious like she just so she's so real yeah anyway that's my love that's who's getting my love right now on social media i like it so this has been so so she so greg uh i have a question it's a very serious question what you watching Oh, I don't want to tell you. Why don't you want to tell me? Because I'm a little embarrassed. I love this. <laughs> well, okay. Everyone knows that there's not a lot to watch over Christmas break because all the shows are in hiatus. And I'm not good at watching new series, even though there's a couple that I need to start watching. But let's just say that me and Carrie Bradshaw are very well acquainted now. Oh, yay. I've watched all of the seasons of Sex and the City. Again. I love that. And I actually turned it back on while I was going to sleep because I have to, which we'll discuss why I have to do this later. But but uh, I've turned that on too. But I just finished watching watching season three of The Magicians. <gasps> Greg. I know you've been telling me to watch it. I have been. And it's so good. For any of you guys who, this isn't a major spoiler. Why do like, I want to watch Magicians, though? Oh, my God. First of all, our our friend from that restaurant we used to work at, Jesse Lukens, in several of the episodes. And then Candace Kane, who's a trans woman, comes as introduced as the queen of the fairies. I mean, how 
appropriate. Oh, that sounds, I mean, so appropriate. Oh, my God. And she's so evil and delicious. It's just amazing. Ooh, right? Uh... So season three, I think it was the second episode. Um, uh, and for some reason, I can't remember names right now. But the the king of Fillory and the queen king of Fillory, whatever, like the male and female. So they're, uh, they're humans who went to Fillory that's like a magical kingdom. That's part of the, that's not like. It's like she's doing pantomimes. I am pantomiming it. So they are being heard by the fairy queen because she stole that, she stole that lady's eye and she can see everything. She stole I love that Dina's talking to us like we've seen it. She stole that, de- that girl's eye. She stole that girl's eye so she can see everything that they're doing, right? So she and, and uh, the guy have to talk in code so they do this whole code where they talk in social me- uh where they talk in pop culture references like where she's like uh gossip girl so when she xoxoed him then uh best episode of buffy and uh, and i was just like sitting here and i'm like oh my god this whole conversation is amazing and on top of it they're speaking in english but is subtitled for to give you the exact what they're talking about it's the, instead of like the code it's so brilliant that's hilarious it's so I, good what's it on netflix it's, well it's on netflix right now but there's also a scene an episode or a scene in a later episode where about five to eight minutes is completely silence because marley maitland's character you know marley maitland from um i'm not yeah yeah a lot of she was in Children of Lesser God. There are a million other things she's been in. She's she's deaf. And um, so the whole scene is from her perspective. And it's silent. Except for every once in a while you can hear. Like footsteps. That was my sound. <laughs> and it's so brilliant. And I was riveted the whole time. And they're signing. And then that has subtitles too. But I'm just like, holy cow. Oh, it's so good. The Magicians. The Magicians. That's what... I'll watch it. Okay, I need you to watch it. At some point. A million years from now. Oh! (laughs) All right, so that was What what You Watching. What You Watching! Oh, I like that little segment. I do, too! I'll have a better... I mean, now our friends are going to be back on the show. Oh, my God, I can't wait for our friends to come back. I miss them so much. I know. Seattle's never the same when they're gone. I know. I miss them when they're not there. Um, Oh, a book that we have to read? Grey's Anatomy, for those of you who aren't familiar. A book that we have to read soon is Shonda Rhimes' Book of Yes. Okay. That came up in the Conversation of Book Club today. Is it on audio? Probably, but some of us read. (laughs) <laughs> I'm very busy. I don't have time to read anything but emails, and even then, I don't really. We brought have time up the to... segment. What you watching? I did. That's that's my point. Anyway, hi. Because I was high. Greg, it is so. In June, it will. I hate saying this out loud, but in June, it will have been ten years since the Dina and Greg show started. That is magical and scary at the same time. I know. <laughs> Are you counting the time that we made gay crispies as the Oh, that was in that was like the No, that was late, fifth, yeah. Wasn't that the fifth year? No, that no. was Sorry, we're t- we made rice crispies with with third year. No, that was our launch, our official launch. Danny and Amelia came Was from, that the launch? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, but we did we did gay crispies here. For, so, if you guys have followed us, unfortunately, like, most of our L.A. Talk Radio and all of the Hot Talk L.A. and some of the Dig Into It Those shows ones, are gone. They're <laughs> gone. They're just gone. So, here we are, starting another one, the Dean and Greg Show, live in the Lady Laughs Comedy slash Artemis Bose Production Studio. Slash, yes. Pro- slash Project Connects Room. No, I mean, I wasn't even into that. I was thinking, this was, my my uh, cold medicine brain was thinking, th- listening to you, but also thinking, Sean and Graham said that we were not going to be mature. And then I thought about mature and how my sound right now, and I'm like, my name is Ted. I'm a 72-year-old mature male looking for a younger male. <laughs> anyway, um, 
<laughs> We've sounded mature so far. We have sounded mature. And mature. when I say mature, I don't mean that it's gonna we're not gonna be like raunchy sometimes and we're not gonna be silly. We're just I'm just getting old. <laughs> You're telling me. I am telling you. So it's almost ten years now and we took some time away after our hundredth episode, which was one of the pride casts here in Madison. But we are ready. We just thought, why not bring it back to you? Right? We're, we know you miss us. We have a studio now. I haven't received any, like, underwear in the mail lately, so. so. So we are maturing. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> so let's. Don't tell them your address. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about when. What was going on with us when um, Dean and Greg show started? 2009. Um, we were sitting on the patio of a Chipotle in West Hollywood mm-hmm. at the Grove, technically. Yeah. And we were making everyone laugh around us, and we, we didn't were... realize it. And so they are like, you should have a podcast. And we were like, we'll do a podcast. Which back then, not everybody had podcasts. No, no one. It was just, now there are podcasts, uh, award shows, and oh my gosh. So we decided to... Uh, at the time, I was your uh, office manager mm-hmm. for uh, that publication, mm-hmm. and I was that working for a coffee shop mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, working on becoming a DM. Uh, and we said, "Why not do it?" So Sunday nights, we got on a internet radio station and started doing it. We did, and we were there for about a year, a little over a year, and then we went to that was LA Talk Radio. Then we went to Hot Talk LA. Where we met some ma- amazing people uh, that are still family, friends, and people in our lives. Um, and then we decided to start our own thing. And we did that for a while. And then I moved to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was supposed to move to Arkansas. So uh, you started Project Connect probably about a year and a half two years before I left. Los about Angeles. 2000. No, it was 2011. Started it and was traveling the country for the year. And then at the end of that year, got into graduate school in the, at the Clinton School in Little Rock. And that's when you were going to move to Madison and then move down to Little Rock with me. We were going to continue dig into it. Mm-hmm. And then you never left Madison. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't. I thought um, th- they might kill me in Arkansas. <laughs> uh, I tell this story more often than I'm shocked that I that I have to or that I need to. And just told it again a couple of days ago. It's so funny at how in Madison, Dina, Christine, and I have both really I mean this is gonna sound more ego driven than it really is. But like we've we're recognizable. People know who we are in very different capacities. And so often I will hear or one of us will hear, Oh, you need to go meet Dina or you need to go meet Christine. And then I wait until it's a non offensive time to be like, Yeah, they're one of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all lived in LA together. Yeah, we live here now together. And but when I get to tell the story, because all Ultimately, it turns into the story. I get so full of love and happiness because how many people get to say that they've migrated? We literally migrated together, the four four of us. We did migrate together, and it's been a really interesting ride. Like, who would I never thought that I'd be in the middle of the country and be happy about it? And, um, uh, one of the things that was different from when we started is everywhere we went, they were like, are you guys together? Are you guys married? Are you guys together? Are you guys boyfriend and girlfriend? <laughs> and it's not that way at all. We all have our own separate kind of things that we're doing. And we're all three entrepreneurs in the city. And people know us in all these different ways. And it's very interesting and cool. It is very gratifying. For those who have not followed you as consistently, Dina, uh, give us a couple sentences about what you are up to now, like what this trip has led you to be doing. A couple of sentences is going to be hard. So, um, Well, the show's only an hour. <laughs> we all know I started comedy uh, 
in LA and was doing stand up and then I moved here and really just started creating my own my own space, my own way and pushing my way into comedy uh in a way that I didn't expect and then um 4 years ago Artemis Bow Productions began when we filmed a small series that I started writing that I wrote and with Steve Williams, my friend from the UK and uh, it didn't quite turn out what I wanted it to then, but it's actually bubbling back up, so I'm really interested in that. But then the next year, I was like, what do I do? What am I going to do? And then Lady Laughs Comedy was kind of birthed out of that when I first moved to the Midwest. <laughs> you did birth a baby. Oh, I birthed. I birthed. The, the travail of birth is no joke. <laughs> Lady Laughs Comedy just came oozing out of my vag- vaginal cavity and... Um, no, okay. <laughs> you looked at me panicked. <laughs> so, Lady Loves Comedy. I, you know, I did the Chicago Women's Funny Festival and became really good friends with uh, Jill and Liz from there. And then uh, I was like, why can't I need to do something like that here? And then we started doing it. And like the the Midwest, the way that the women in the Midwest, particularly in comedy, have embraced me and welcomed me in and. Um, just became a part of my life has been so cool and weird. And so uh, we're in our fourth year of, of uh, Lady Last Comedy and fifth year of Artemis Bow. And since I talked about my company, talk more about how Project Connect evolved. Because when you started, you were traveling all over the country doing humanitarian um, kind of outreach. <laughs> yes, that makes it sound like I'm <laughs> Mother Teresa. And you you were before. no, I was on the Today Show for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you were, I, mo- you were Mother Gay Risa. <laughs> Mother Gay Risa. <laughs> anyway, I Project Connect led me to the Clinton School of Public Service. That's the big thing that happened with that. Um, the f- initial Project Connect uh, at the Clinton School of Public Service, I had some awesome opportunities to do some really cool work. Did uh, an amazing Hurricane Sandy relief drive in Little Rock. Uh, worked with the homeless in downtown Johannesburg. Uh, worked with the UN and the Legal Resources Center in Cape Town to assess how LGBT refugees are granted asylum or not. So I had these really awesome. Belize. I'm getting World there. traveler. Getting there. Traveler. So from grad school, I got picked up by a nonprofit called PeaceWork, and I now run all the programming in Southern Africa. But also get to work in the Caribbean and the in Central America, uh, and it's been a it's been a huge, amazing opportunity that I never would have thought. I never thought I would be in international work, uh, but I've taken it on. At the same time, Project Connect has blown the fuck up. Is that yeah. okay to say that? Yeah. Um, I mean, not the fuck word, like whatever, I can say that, but I mean, it's blown not up. The fuck word. It's gotten big. And so we now have three pretty big clients that we are doing all their events and marketing and doing the logistics of their events. And so Project Connect started out in one way, but it has ended in, oh, we support people doing really impactful work, whether that's a social business that's supporting local farmers or it is a bunch of realtors that are raising a bunch of money for Alzheimer's. Like that's, there are many different things. So I love what's happened with Project Connect. I'm really excited to see it grow in the next three years. And hopefully I'll find someone who's really on top of running the operations of it. So I can overlook it because I'm about to launch a book. I'm about to launch a book. Um, I've looked at how all my community development and all my collaborations with all these informal organizers and leaders have worked over the last 20 years. And I've, uh, I'm working on a new framework on how we create more impactful collaborations. And so that is my next baby. You sound like really smart. And I don't know if this is an inappropriate word, but mature. (laughs) See, I told you. I'm so mature. (laughs) So tell me, so over this 10 years, we've both evolved in such uh, quite a bit. From 2009, when we started this, to 2019, when we're restarting this, how have you changed? 
Well, physically, I'm getting down to where I was when I was 23. Ooh. Um, I just want to, I'm going to turn 40 next year and I just, I want to be my best self. Uh, but seriously. Be best. Be my best self. Be best. Be best. I don't know what that is. That's Melania Trump giving her <laughs> be best. Uh, but how have I, I think really just the time has sat with me. Like it's, it's my experiences and the time and my patient. I've always been very patient, but my patience is a new, a new level. My empathy is at a new level. It's I'm, I'm less worried about the, the little shit and more bit worried about how we get through a more sustainable life together, whether that's you and me, Dina, or us as a community in Madison or however, what do we need to do that? Um, and yeah, and really, I think I used to be so fame driven. Like when we were in LA, I really wanted to be famous. And Hashtag now, mature. And now <laughs> I just want to do my work and get the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. How about you? I still want to be famous. <laughs> I'm enjoying a bit of fame. It's fun. It's really cool. Except for when I'm at a place uh, emotionally eating nachos, like I like therapy, and um, somebody comes up, oh my God, you're so funny. And I was like, do I have sour cream on my face? <laughs> do I have sour cream and nacho cheese on my lip? Like, you know, like that's the worst part. But, um, and, and it's not about the fame as much as it is about doing what I love to do. So like, and back then I was just trying to figure out who I was as a, as a woman, who I was as a person, even that, even though I was an adult, full adult, I just transitioned and, and, um, well, there's something you've said about being in our twenties still. Yes, there is. So I miss my 20. I, I miss my early 20s. I'm so I'm fucking guys in their 20s. So it makes me feel like I'm younger. Um anyway, <laughs> we found a topic for our next show. Oh god. <laughs> Cougarism. <laughs> Cougarism. Wow, wow, wow. Um so I I went from being uh somebody who was just trying to figure out who they were to being very secure in who I am as a woman, as a person, as a trans woman. And loving my art form more than I ever thought I would. Like, loving stand-up. Loving, oh, God. Like, I was, we were always, like, going to the part from one party to the next, which is great. I, but I drank so much. And those led to the anecdotes that you heard on air all the time, which... <laughs> Believe me, those anecdotes are still here. I'm about to ask for you. That's what we're going to close out I don't know about me. Like, I'm really... Oh, yeah. Okay, whatever. But uh, so I feel like I was just seeking myself, like trying to find me where I fit in. and, And I found much more than me. I found this amazing community on top of the family that I have. Um and God, that's so and sappy. Just, just because I'm having a little bit more sexually perverse anecdote, anecdotes than you I are. I haven't right? had sex in uh, a year and five but months. But here's, here, Dina and Greg show listeners, this is what you've been waiting for. I hope you're ready for it. This is all for you. We talked about the aliens earlier. Oh. Dina, would you say that you've been abducted by aliens lately? I hate you so much. It never gets old, people. It never gets old. I think I am being abducted by aliens. Why do you think so? <laughs> this is horrible. I feel so uncomfortable right now. And I don't know why. Um, so I have these, like, I have the, those sleep paralysis dreams where I wake up and I'm like, get off of me, get away from me in the name of Jesus, get away from me in the name of Jesus. And I can't move and I can't really say those words and I'm scared. And so I woke up one day after the next morning after one of those nights where, but I also felt like I saw somebody in my room and I'm, and this was before I was smoking pot on a regular basis. And I smoke pot now because I need to sleep. It's my medicine. It's my, it's my medicine. 
Uh, <coughs> so I stopped drinking and eating meat, and now I just smoke pot occasionally uh, to go to sleep. Uh, so anyway, but like, I felt like I saw. I think I saw one in my room. And which type did you see in your room? A gray. It was a gray. What's it? There are the three types. What are it's they? A, well, there are a lot more than three species of <laughs> extraterrestrial beings. So anyway, so I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I think I know what it is. And so I go into my roommate's room and I'm like, I think I know why I'm having these dreams. And she goes, you're being abducted by aliens. And I was like, why did you just say that? <laughs> Hashtag witcher. Because that was. <laughs> and then uh, one of my, so I teach stand-up comedy too. And one of my students was like, she's very. Um, psychic and spiritual. And she was like, she goes, you are being abducted by aliens, sweetie. And I was like, oh my God, no, it's the greys. I know it's the greys and they're not good. They're not good. And it was weird and scary. Anyway, so this is an interesting thing. We hear that the greys are not good, but she made, she shed light. So this is going to be in my next allyship workshop that I do. But she goes, she goes, not all grades are bad. It's like people, some are bad, some are not. And I was like, that's a very interesting way to think about it. But I also don't feel comfortable. I feel like one of the biggest and most important things in this whole process of being abducted is consent. Hello? If I don't consent, and she's like, but you consented in a past life. But I don't consent now. Things change. Consent is important. So, Grays, consent, consent, consent. That's my... How do we help you through this process? <laughs> I don't know. Has, has anybody else had abduction? You know, like, like abduction experiences? Let's like... call that cuddle place. And they'll cuddle with you every cuddle night. So then... That would be amazing. So I keep my television on a lot when I'm going to sleep because it freaks me out. That, And I had another one when I was in the country at my sister's, uh, at the RV that my sister lives on. They are resourceful if they found that, you there. Oh, they know where you, we're tagged. Like, I, I know that I have, like, a little piece of metal somewhere in me that I'm going to find someday. And you guys are going to be like, what? And I'm going to be like, see, I told you, bitch. Like, when I'm getting my boob job or finally getting my vaginoplasty 10 years after I started this whole journey and been wanting it for that long. So if you guys want to donate to it, you can still donate to it, um, just to let you know. Um, but when I'm getting my vaginoplasty, they're going to be like, oh, we accidentally cut into your arm. And look what we found, this little piece of metal. Oh, I'm tagged by the aliens. <laughs> Gertie, right? That's my dog. Well, that's been your first Dean and Greg show in yeah, 2019, in- season six. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself. (laughs) (laughs) I warned you that we were going to talk about this. I know. You could have said, Greg, no. I could have said no. You had a choice. Can I re-change my mind? (laughs) (laughs) Too late. Although you're going to be editing. So, um, What are you, what's going up, what's going on soon in your life? Well, uh, I'm in the process of teaching stand-up level one, and hopefully in the next few week or few next week or so, I'll know when we're going to have a showcase. If you're here in Madison, uh, I'm getting ready to. I'm speaking at a lot of things this year, like I'm speaking for the Bravo Thrive Conference in May. Um, I'll be filming a film in Los Angeles in like April. I don't know, just a feature film, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, like lots of lots of things in the fire but uh on march the 23rd at high noon saloon there's going to be a tour i don't know all the details about it yet but we're i'm going to be performing there and yeah and you can go to my facebook dean and do you not want to tell them what you're going to do be doing in 10 years from now for crying oh, out loud for t- in 10 years from uh, this now. is what i'm up to i'll be in la but by the time we have this posted i will be back from la um, we've got the social change forum. If you're in or around Madison, the social change forum is on February 28th. Also, I'll be speaking at the social change forum. I forgot to say that. I'm sorry. This year we're looking in, in looking at imposter syndrome, uh, imposter complex, which we all deal with a lot. Uh, Dina, maybe a little less, Never. Than, <laughs> less than others. And then if you are around, check out, um, Project Connect's Facebook page because we have a bunch of amazing Bloody Mary bar crawls that are happening throughout the state in the next four months. 
It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so fun. Since I'm not gonna be there because I don't want to deal with all the drunk people. There, I saw a vagina last year at one of them. Oh my god! Of course you did. Consent, consent, consent. Did you ask to see the vagina? No. Did they ask you if you wanted to no, see their vagina? No, she just pulled her pants down and said, I love Bloody Marys! <laughs> and you're like, hashtag me too! As far as the Bloody Marys! Then she turned around and threw up in the corner oh, with her pants down. That <laughs> sounds like me when we started the Dean and Craig show! Yes. <laughs> Except for the vagina showing part, but uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Awesome. So you guys were having a revamped. We've got a revamped Dina and Greg show website. So go to Dina and Greg show to listen to this podcast or to find out more about us as well as where we're going to be together and where we're going to be separately and whatever. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Dina and Greg show, Dina and Greg with two G's show. Why aren't we going to be together? Well, we're not always together. We're not. We're not Bert and Ernie. <laughs> That's gay. <laughs> it is. As in actually gay. It is. And I'm straight. So we know that I'm part. a straight girl. I'm a straight woman. I'm a woman. Don't infantilize me. <laughs> gosh. Okay, goodbye. Bye, you guys. The Dean and Greg Show is an Artemis Bow production. 